previously on the campaign trail. Uh, Falconhoof, you find uh, a letter that purports to be from Alzar, that is the letter asking Jamie to stand. Would we recognise Alzar's handwriting? Uh, you notice several things. Like, firstly, this is not Alzar's handwriting. Uh, also, it's not written in blood, so you kind of are, you know that this is definitely not from the real Alzar. Uh, so, you uh, approach the mines via the sort of dirt road. Uh, this uh, person is looking through the notes and is just sort of, uh, what were your names again? I am Jimmy Childs. <laughs> <laughs> Make a deception check. That is a natural 20, my friends. Well, I, I really shouldn't, but you did roll a natural 20, so... <laughs> Right, there's basically two ways down. You can go down in the um, mine cart, so you can... Uh... Yes, that one! As the cart trundles towards the entrance, uh, you look back at the uh, the elf with the, the moustache, the section leader person, uh, and as you're going, you see that a sly smile spreads across his face, and he gives a signal to somebody next to him who pulls out a rather threatening-looking magic wand and jumps into the next car. And uh, as you disappear into the darkness, you hear him say, No survivors. So the cart uh, trundles uh, through the entrance uh, to this um, cave. Um, and uh, you are you hear this uh, other elf driving behind you with a wand. Uh, he's pointing it at you, and you see a flare of light fly just above your heads. Uh, the cart speeds up, momentum build, builds, and you zip into the tunnel. Uh, you pass under archways, and the slope starts to increase. You speed up even more. You can smell oils and pine wood. Uh, below, there is a distinct uh, echoing hammer sound, uh, as you can hear deep down people hammering away in the mines. It's pitch black for a moment, and then the uh, little uh, light on the front of the cart flickers on. Uh, then you see another light uh, cast of uh, magic missile go flying just right past your your heads. Oh gosh! Uh, you can hear this elf coming uh, faster and faster behind you, uh, firing spells, uh, and you are careening around corners at breakneck speed. Uh, Who's like to roll for initiative? Initiative noises. Boy, Eki, boy, cart, speed up, bit. It's going to become the running joke, isn't it? Every time we, we ride something, yes. <laughs> you have to talk to it in That's northern. how you steer stuff. 14. 14. Uh, Pelicos? 11. 11. Falconhoof? Uh, 16. Dareth? 8. 8. Ooh, what's your dex? Uh, Dareth? Um, my dex is plus two it's a 14 uh, okay so you're gonna go cool uh oh, bloody hell sorry <laughs> my computer is grinding itself to a halt yeah okay uh falcon you are first uh what would you like to do uh hmm i uh, didn't really plan for this uh, <laughs> what do i want to do um must be having a initiative yeah <laughs> oh that's not in character for me at all having a high initiative um mm-hmm. I guess I want to throw my boomerang at the, the, the cart that's chasing us. Cool. Uh, make um, an attack roll, then. 
Yes. Uh, so attack roll as perfect. Hmm. Uh, so that's a natural one. Oh, okay. So you, you've, you've tried to fling your boomerang and it comes right back into your face. That's what that's, 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 that's that is no more in character. <laughs> uh, Tilda. Right, I am going to deploy my Robin Hood hat and uh-huh. fire an arrow at the elf. 21. Yep, that hits. Okay, and then second shot. So to, you have to roll the damage from the first one first. Uh, roll, roll, roll your second shot as well and we can just put it all together. 19. Ah, that also hits. Eleven. Listen to that politics. <laughs> cool. I listen to that politics podcast too. You just did maths all the time. Uh, Pelicos. How far behind is the car? Uh, I would say it's about ten feet behind you. Oh, not very far at all. Good God. No, it's not. Lord. Right. I'm casting a fireball at him. <laughs> Ooh, cool. Duck. Do it. Duck, everybody. Do it, coward. A quack. A falcon of dogs. <laughs> right, so that's a... That's a 19. That hits. Ooh, lovely. That should get him. According to my screen here, it gives a 2d10. Ooh, I know. that's a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage, actually. I'm not sure if yeah. that's got her, this has got it right. <laughs> well, let's go with it. Yeah, well, it says it on the screen, so I'm going by it. You guys are level 7, so yeah. yeah. That's good for a cantrip. Um, still seven points of damage. Okay, cool. Uh, Dareth. Alrighty. Um, after this wizard's been hit by that fireball, I'm just gonna make my voice sound as flamey as possible. I'm just being like, I'll burn you on the outside, I'll burn you on the inside, and I will just burn everything up like you want to burn everything around you, and I cast dissonant whispers. Ooh. Uh, wisdom save, is that? Uh... Fourteen. Fourteen is the DC. Ah, I think that saves unfortunately. Meat, meat, beats. So the, the roller, yeah. I think it goes to. I thought it was the, the attacker. Um, you know what? I'm going to flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this. I think that's a, that's a good way that of doing it. Like uh, heads or tails? Um, I'll take heads. Heads it is. Okay, so yeah, Ooh, I do, right. do some damage. Cool. Yeah. Three, four. So that is sixty-six damage. What? Six D six, not sixty-six. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, twenty-nine damage. Wowzer. <laughs> yep. Cheap. Yep. Uh, uh, the elf who I've nicknamed Cartmel. It's good to go. Nice. Nice. Uh, He's going to fire a freezing ray at the um, at the cart, trying to freeze the wheels. Uh, uh, that's a nineteen, which I think is going to hit ooh. the cart, which I have given some health. <laughs> and it's going to take five points of cold damage. Uh, and the cart, your cart is starting to slow down and judder, and uh, your um, pursuer is getting closer. Uh, Falcon Hoof, you're up. Uh, so, what's the range now, do you reckon? Uh, it's getting down to about five feet. Five feet. Is that within melee range, do you reckon? It is indeed. Fantastic. Uh, right, so I'm going to quarter staff this, uh, this Joker. Okay. Um, so, 
So that's going to be... That's 18. 18 points of damage. Uh, oh, 18 against AC. Yes, that 18 hits. against AC, yes. Yes, that hits. Uh, so points of damage. That's uh, not a lot, actually, but we'll give it a shot. A uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Cool. Okay, uh, Tilda, you're up. Right, I would like to fire a lightning arrow at him. Uh, I Ooh, can't remember what that does. Okay. <laughs> but it sounds cool. Uh, the next time you make a ranged weapon attack during the spell's duration, the weapon's ammunition or the weapon itself, uh, if it's a thrown weapon, transforms into a bolt of lightning, making the attack. Make the attack roll as normal. Uh, the target takes 48 lightning damage on a hit, or half as much damage on a miss, okay. instead of the weapon's normal damage. So yeah, f- fire your um, uh, arrow, and yeah. 15. That yes. hits. So roll 4d8 lightning damage. 36 points of damage. Wow! <laughs> Jesus! Amazing. Uh, yeah, you you frazzle not only the uh, elf but the um, the cart that uh, he is in uh, judders, and uh, it you put some distance between you. Um, as as you are going around now, uh, the carts start. Your cart starts to get a bit faster, and the you break out of the ice a little bit. Uh, then uh, above you, you hear a magical voice saying. Tree decontamination progress in five, four, three. What? Uh, uh, what do you do? Decontamination. Oh, Decontaminate. No. no, there's definitely a portmanteau in there somewhere. <laughs> Tree contamination. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to hold Ursula tight so she doesn't go rocketing out their cart. <laughs> I am going to hold Falcon Hoof tight so they don't go rocketing <laughs> over the cart. I'm going to lie down on the floor of the cart and pull all my hats over my head very tightly. All three. <laughs> I cast shield over myself. Ooh, how big is your shield? Hey, yeah. Do, do you want to maybe get that shield for the rest of us? Maybe <laughs> let, let's have some the, shield. The range in area is self on the. Uh... Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> like I can't. I haven't got a range. There is a spray of some sort of brackish fluid that uh, flows onto the cart and uh, hits you all, uh, Dareth. And Pelicos, actually no, Pelicos, your shield is, so you're fine. Well, Dareth, it depends on if it's uh, uh, an AC attack or anything like that. If it's an AC attack, then yes. Um, uh, I'm going to say that you're shielded, I, th- I feel like. Because that's a good, I like that idea. So, um, so Dareth, you fire, I, I th- okay, I'll, I'll, I'll resolve it like this. Um, you're not hit, but your shield disappears, I think, when it is hit by this, um, Fluid. Uh, Dareth, you feel your magic get a little weaker and oh, you're no. going to take disadvantage on your spells going no! forward. Uh, and, and, until further notice. Uh, uh, yeah, and, uh, Tilda, any magic, uh, Tilda and, uh, Falcon, any magic you want to use, you're going to, uh, take disadvantage going forward. Uh, y- your pursuer, um, puts a shield above himself as well as he goes through this, uh, Reign of um, decontamination, uh, and he's getting. Uh, he he's now about twenty feet away. Uh, Pelicos, it is your go. Um, gosh, I am going to fire. I am going to fire a a a chaos bolt at him now. Ooh, uh, okay, go for it. It's the same kind of thing, but a bit more chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a twenty-two. That hits. Nice. Right on a hit a. 
The target takes 2d8 plus 1d6 damage. Okay, Ooh, so okay. this, I'll tell you what type of damage it is in the moment as well. It is force damage. Okay, cool. And that is 11 points. Fif- oh! 15 Ooh. points. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, the car explodes. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> good? <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> he had 12 hit points left. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, the other cart uh, goes spinning off and uh, you don't see it anymore. Uh, so you are now um, hurtling through the down the track. Uh, it uh, starts to head down and down and down and down, getting faster and faster, going in spiralling oh, circles, wait. getting faster and faster. What do you do to stop yourselves from falling out or getting sick? Is there a break? Uh, there is a break. I pull the brake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you pull on the brake. Uh, make a strength check for me. Sixteen. Uh, yeah, that does it, yeah. You manage to um, break it a little bit uh, so you don't uh, <laughs> slam into any walls or anything. I've seen this in the theatre. <laughs> it was an awfully big stage. Uh, you you uh, hurtle out uh, into a wide open chamber, uh, you spin past lines of people who look kind of amazed that uh, there's people in these cars. Hello, going hello, on. I wave, uh, I wave. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I, I would wave, but I'm ahead I, of I, you. There I go. <laughs> uh, you're still moving quite fast. Uh, ahead of you, there was like a line of stationary carts, and you're heading right for them. Yes, I through. Like sellotape and envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Very Boxes good. Well for tiny trees. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're hurtling towards these um, uh, not moving carts. <laughs> what do you do? Holy shit! Sorry, I sorry. I was just looking at my character sheet, and I have gone this entire time not knowing that I can fucking fly. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly. I thought you were a You are a bird person. <laughs> Did, no, I'm a, I'm a birdman. You are a penguin birdman, but I'm going to allow that flight. <laughs> Shit. Oh, okay. We are not only annoying D&D purists, we're annoying biologists as well. <laughs> um, I'm trying to work out if there's a way I can leverage this new information. There's um, flying. You can fly out of this yeah. car. <laughs> out of the car before it crashes into I mean, the I'm- car's full of stationery. Yeah, but I want to, I want to like make sure you guys don't get hurt either. Um, can I? Hmm. Is there any way I can fly into the next carts and sort of get them moving so the collision's not going to be quite as uh, forceful? Or you could like try and fly up, like keeping hold of the cart so that you can sort of um, like, use stop your wings its, uh, some, as an extra break, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's. That's yeah. probably the best Make idea. Make uh, an acrobatics check. I think that'll be acrobatics check. Uh, oh, excellent. Um. Uh, oh wow. Uh, that's a natural Yay. twenty. Hooray! Okay. Yeah. You managed to screech the uh, cart to a stop, and it just kind of goes boop gently against the, the oh, next uh, well done, car. And uh, uh, the day saved <laughs> once again by Falcon Hoof <laughs> and the break. Uh, let him have this uh, one. Yeah, you, you, uh, you manage to tumble out of the cart uh, and you find yourself in a, a large uh, loading cavern. Uh, it's uh, tall with 
pillars of rock, uh, walls of grey stone lit by flickering torches, uh, which reveal strange veins running through the the um, the rock, uh, sort of green and brown smears. Uh, some are more tangible than others, uh, vaguely in the shapes of trees. Uh, there are people in harnesses all along the wall, sort of chipping away at them, but they've all kind of stopped and are looking down at you. Uh, you do see other minecarts uh, on uh, various tracks that are going in and out of tunnels, twisting out of sight. Uh, carts coming and going, some empty, some full of trees. Um, the full ones uh, approach a small platform and their contents are transferred to larger carts, which then speed off uh, back up the tunnel you just came from. Uh, so uh, you see a lot of graffiti on the walls as well. Uh, it's quite beautiful graffiti though. It's, it's really sort of intricate, um, paintwork and, uh, magical scenes, portrait, very detailed portraits of various elves in, uh, workers' uniforms. Uh, there are sculptures here and there that have been sort of, uh, uh carved out of the rock. Uh, again, very well crafted. Uh, you also, there, uh, there are workers who are kind of like just looking at you absolutely baffled. Uh, you also see some people in sort of, uh, fantasy hazmat suits marching up and down, uh, their faces sort of hidden behind large breathing masks and on their backs they've got these huge tanks of metal and with little hoses attached to them. So sort of like uh, the Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, one person, uh, looks at you and goes, what the bloody hell is going on? Who are you? I was hoping you could tell I, me. I, 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 I don't get involved in this one. <laughs> I don't feel very well. Uh, Pelikos, as you uh, pop your head up, uh, one of the uh, workers, who is a dwarf, uh, looks at you uh, in surprise and goes, That helmet? Where did you get it from? Um, I, 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 North Port, I do believe. You must have, you must have met Mibu. That's, yeah, she's my wife. She, she, has been away, she's been away for so long. And, uh, this dwarf comes running up to you and kind of like grabs your hands and starts, she, she starts jumping up and down and goes, I, I, last I heard she'd been sent to prison. Where, uh, how is she doing? Did uh, you see her? Well, listen, this, she's not in this prison. Isn't fantasy Friends Reunited. We've just, we've just fallen off a minecart and you've got hazmat suits on. Do we need that in this area? Oh, no, no, no. Not around here. No, uh, uh, yeah, that's the that's the cleanup crew. They're heading to section twenty-eight. Uh, don't don't worry about that. Just stay away from those guys. They're a bit weird. Uh, but, but oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, this is this is fantastic news. So she's safe. Yes, Mibu is not in prison. Nobody is. In oh, wonderful! Oh. Nobody is. Well, the people who ought to be in prison are probably in prison. But all the people who have <laughs> been in prison are no longer in prison. This is a good thing. Oh well. So, uh, this, this, this wow. general amnesty of people who had been unjust, unjustly imprisoned has been brought to you by the Fable Party. You should vote for us <laughs> in the forthcoming election. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Uh, cool. I, I, I thought I'd better um, just do the, um, the thing that we're actually here to do. The spiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the, uh, well, I'm an accountant here. I was just, uh, doing some of my rounds. Um, are you, here to canvas? Oh, 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 you must be here to see the, the, the union. Uh, ah, yes, of course. That, that, that would make sense. Yes, that's mm. okay. It sounds do. about right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Let's ah. see the, uh, let's see the union. Yes. <laughs> uh, you see one of the people in the hazmat suits kind of, uh, coming over and sort of uh, looming over you. Uh, he looks at you, you four and goes, are you new miners? Hmm? 
coming in here, making trouble, making more work for us. Honest workers, you know. Ugh, you people make me sick. We're not miners. And do he's we, doing do this we behind a kind like... of... Um, you look like weirdos is what you oh, look like. Yeah, and that's what could all... you Could you please take your helmet off, sir? Because you're making me very uncomfortable with the fact, and I hate to keep bringing this up, we don't have hazmat suits. Well, this section hasn't been infected as far as I know, but uh, one can't be too careful. You see, it's these idiot miners who, uh, a couple of years ago, they hit the big uh, transmutation spill in Section 28, and it's up to us, Chariot HNT, to clean it up. Chariot HNT? Yes, that's the company. So, you... What what, what uh, does HNT stand for? It stands for... None of your business is what it no, stands for. Business. Oh, those letters <laughs> work. Letters, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not an English student. I, I didn't get a literature degree. I, I'm sorry. You'll have to speak up. I can't hear you through the helmet. Well, if it's no, 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 no. If he's feeling sick, he should probably keep it on because, after all, we don't know if he's contagious or ugly. Uh, yes. How dare you? And ugliness so. could be contagious. Yes, yes, and and I would I never heard I would that hide from Pelicos to catch ugliness. Pelicos would hate for that. No. I, I, Wait, what? I'm under here on contract, and ooh, you can't talk to us like this. I'll I'll talk to I'll talk to the owner myself if you if if you're not careful. I'll have you all fired. Tell you what, you talk to the owner, and uh, we'll come with you just to make sure you know we we have that correct communication. You lead on, we'll follow. You shouldn't really be um uh, antagonizing them like like this. It's uh, it's not it's not wise. They're very powerful people. They they weird me out. Well, Maybe we should I, talk to the union and get them behind us. Well, yeah, you can talk to the union if you like. <laughs> they won't do you any good. They're completely powerless. <laughs> and uh, he kind of like looks at his uh, fellow uh, clean-up crew and they all like nod along and uh, jeer in your general direction. Um, but the guy... Uh, can you all make... Hmm, can you make intimidation checks? Because I think you were being somewhat intimidating. Right? You're quite intimidating. Um, in, this, uh, 14. in this shirt. <laughs> uh, that's a 14 for Falcon Hoof. 12 for what little intimidating I did. <laughs> um, that's a 4. Oh dear. Uh, but I think like the rest of you, you, you have like, made him move back somewhat and he, he looks a little uncomfortable. Uh, and, uh, the dwarf kind of like pulls on you and goes, uh, yes, I'll, I'll take them to see the unions right away and then you'll be sorry. Uh, you know, these people are from the fable party, you know, that they told me that. And, uh, one of the cleanup people, uh, looks at the others and, uh, uh, one of them, um, actually, can you make a perception check? All of us? All of us? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, perception <clears throat> 15. I, I have advantage on perception checks. Cool. Ooh. Because I've got a telescope, cool. apparently. Which I oh, yes, you do, back, yes. So. <laughs> uh, 11. 17. Okay, uh, Tilda, Dareth, and Falconhoof, you all see one of the uh, cleanup people uh, pick up a little... Um, uh, it's... Uh, it's not a magic mirror, but it's kind of the same size. It's like it's a um, a magical... Uh, what looks like a little magical rock. Uh, and he talks into it for a second and then uh, puts it back in his pocket. Um, 
Dareth, can you make an arcana check? I can certainly give that a go. Um, that's going to be 18. Okay, yeah, you recognise it as a stone of far speech. Uh, essentially a walkie-talkie, uh, a magical walkie-talkie. Cool. Um, and yeah, he seems to have just uh, spoken into it briefly. And uh, then all three of these uh, cleanup crew people all move off. Uh, they sort of give you glances backwards as they go. Uh, and uh, yeah, they vanish down one of the tunnels. I didn't um, like them. I'm going to be honest. I feel a little bit. Uh, I feel a little bit bad about that exchange. We we came across <laughs> as very mean for no reason. <laughs> well, they came across as very mean for no they reason. They started to be fair. being mean for no reason. We just carried it on. They very much started it. Um, yeah. Uh, this uh, little dwarf goes. Well, whew, we certainly avoided something there. Those people from Section Twenty Eight are absolute scoundrels if you ask me oh so they're from section 28 well that's where they work yes they're doing all the cleanup operation so what uh so that's why we're not supposed to go into section 28 because there's a cleanup going on yes what does it do well it was some sort of transmutation magic it's what turned all the coal into trees you see and uh yes they're there trying to clean it up to you know make sure it doesn't you know continues to spread because you know there are some people who would rather like us to go back to being a coal mine rather than a a, a tree so does, mine does the, um sorry forgive me if i'm asking silly questions mrs Babu. um so, oh, it's liz by the way nice i'm tilda um yeah so does the <laughs> transmutation magic that is leaking out of section 28 turn things back into things that they used to be it's a bit. I mean, I'm no magician. I, I don't know much about um, magic, but uh, there's definitely something. There's something not quite right going on. Uh, she looks around, uh, conspiratorially, and goes, um, "Look, can I trust you, people?" Yes. Can you make persuasion checks, all of you? That's eight. That's fourteen. Whoa! Okay. Non-natural twenty. Sorry. Oh, okay. Cool. Twenty-eight. Yeah. I'm sitting in the back. Very um, trustworthy. Sorry. Drop my d twenty. What am I? What am I rolling? Uh, persuasion. Oh yes. Um. Oh. Ten. Uh, I'll give you advantage uh, because you've got the hat. <laughs> and uh, you've got her. You've got her wife's hat. <laughs> Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. She goes. Well. If Mibu trusts you, then I'm gonna have, listen. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an accountant, and well, something's just not adding up. Um, <laughs> fo- follow me, and uh, she well, leads you. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, she leads you out of this uh, big room uh, and through a couple of tunnels and down to somewhere called Section Twenty Two. Uh, it's a small, cramped cavern with lost lots of desks and cabinets and. Um, uh, such and uh, some actual stationery. Uh, a lot of elves and humans. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> well, people are like using the pens and paper and things. I suppose. Um, at the back of the cavern, you see a uh, some wooden walls separating some sort of private offices. Uh, one of them has a gold nameplate on it. Uh, another has a large sign that says conference room, uh, and there's another one that says uh, accounting. Uh, and there's a desk with a sort of dwarvish runes scratched into the table. And this is Liz's desk. And, uh, she, um, pulls out of her, her dr- desk drawer a bunch of papers that have confidential written on them. Um, Ooh, I like them. 
on her desk, you can see she's got little models of uh, horses and unicorns and ponies that um, are sort of lined up, and um, as well as some uh, little paintings that she's done. Uh, they're, they're all right. Yeah, she seems to be uh, a bit of an artist. Uh, I compliment her. Oh, oh, thank, thank, thank you, Mister. Uh, what was your name again? Falcon who? <laughs> you say loudly. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, you must be named after that famous guy. Oh, cool. So, something like that, yes. Yes, yes. let's carry on. So, uh, I'm willing to believe that you're not chariot spies, and uh, uh, with you, Mr. Falconhoof, uh, I, I think... Well, are you the Falconhoof? I am him. Excellent. You might be able to talk to Jamie. Uh, she can get us to a higher authority, I think, because there's just something not quite right here. You see... That clean-up operation is worth a lot of money. I knew that from the start. When I took this job, I was looking through the accounts and couldn't quite believe how, what I was seeing. Do you know how much I found? Well, what I thought was being spent in t- Section 28? 40 million GPs a year. Now... That is quite a lot. Yes. Now, obviously, I asked myself, uh, how can they afford to keep that going and pay the ridiculously overstaffed mine at the same time? Oh, sure, we do good business selling the trees. Folks all over the world are wanting our trees, uh, good quality trees. Uh, but uh, as an accountant, it's my job to find money and save money wherever I can. And, well, do you know how difficult it is to find 40 million gold? It's really not that easy. And I double-checked over the invoices and payments and... I found something incredibly strange. Look here. And she hands you a balance sheet where you can see the various payments going in and out. Uh, and next to Chariot HNT Cleanup Section 28, you see 40 million GPs listed. And she says, notice anything strange? Can I roll um, a perception check to see if I notice anything uh, strange? Investigation. Investigation. I look. Um... And I look 12. Not quite. You can't quite see uh, what she's indicating. Okay, I shrug at her. <laughs> uh, anyone else? Uh, I'll roll an investigation check. Yeah. Uh, never mind. That was... Uh, yeah, I, I run that as well. <laughs> it's so written on I'll paper. As, as the decimal point um, in the wrong place. I don't understand. <sighs> well, you see, it's not 40 million in debt. It's 40 million in credit. They're making money. I just assumed it was negative because I, I suppose I have a negative personality. Never took a second to even consider that the number was positive. Uh, I suppose it's hard to notice the absence of something, especially something as small as a minus symbol. But anyway, it means that that mine is making, that, that, that they're making money down there in section 28. But uh, what's it for? What are they doing with all that money? Certainly not going to pay the workers. Um, no. So, if we can take this to to the uh, to the union, if we can take this to the owners, then maybe we can get some answers. Friends, forgive me for saying, but I believe that we have missed the forest for the trees. Uh, oh. No, 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 anybody? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, it's not a forest. It's a mine. We're missing the mine for the trees. <laughs> oh yes, I see. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> do you see Pelicos or do you tree? <laughs> Falcon have just kind of pouts at this point, with, like his arms crossed. Uh, oh, what's it, what's the problem, my good friend? I think we're beating round the bush. Uh, what? What? What do you say? Hey. Anyway, um, I don't think that going to the owners is going to help because I'm sure the owners know about this and are taking their forty million GPs and 
using them to buy yachts and chicken houses and elections. Um, <laughs> so I don't think mm. going to the owners is a good idea because they'll go, ha ha, yeah, so what? We have all the money in the world and then they'll kill us. Well, I don't know. The the owner of this mine is the cousin of Jamie Child, so um, perhaps, uh, you know, if Falconhoof is there to to, to lend a, a good word, then maybe, maybe they'll listen. I know Jamie's cousin. Uh, a bit of a bit of a pawns, to be honest. <laughs> Not a hugely nice person. Um, Liz, you trust me. I do. In your opinion, what do you think is happening with this extra money? Well, uh, I'm not sure, but I'm willing to bet it's not anything good. I, hmm, if I, if I knew where it was coming from and where it was going, then, then we might have a better idea. But right now, it's just money that seems to be going through the mines, uh, like almost like money laundering, perhaps. Hmm. Uh, well. Hmm. It's, I do worry about this because... Maybe they have to wear the hazmat suits because they're washing the money in. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite literal. <laughs> well, listen, the last accountant... I have a very literal mind. <laughs> <laughs> the last accountant disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Uh, I think she went down to Section 28 and was never seen again. I'd rather like to avoid that happening to me. I'm, you know, I'm just an accountant. I'm not built for fighting and conspiracy. Um... But uh, you should talk to Gorm. She's the leader of the the union. Uh, she she's she can get people together. You know, if anyone can make the mines rise up against this corruption, it's her. Uh, she's down in the archaeological dig. That sounds fun. I'd go and talk to her myself. Well, we were going to go there anyway, weren't we? Because yeah. that, um, the professor mm. of halflingness. Well, it's down in the next section over in section twenty three. I'd go and talk to her, but uh, we rather left. Well, we're not on speaking terms. Uh, you see, I ran for union rep last time and, well, you know, things were said during the campaign. I, accusations were made, names were called. She said my wife's fashion sense was awful. I said she had a stupid head. Um, you know how <laughs> politics is. This is why, this is why you should never run against people that you're close to and have a strong friendship with, in my opinion. <laughs> Yes, yes, I suppose. Does she actually have a stupid head? Well, well, that okay. That was a bit mean on my part. Uh, she, she's rather clever and wise, and uh, one of the sort of old wise people who always have, you know, clever and uh, you know, really intelligent things to say. And she looks kind of bitter about this. That's why she won, I think. But uh, yes, anyway, but, yes. But but does she have a stupid head? Uh, well, her haircut's rubbish, if you ask me. <laughs> That's the stupidest part. Well, maybe Pelicross could help her out. <laughs> um, I, I can offer guidance. I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> uh, she gives you some directions to uh, section 23, which is where the archaeological dig is. Uh, I assume you're going to head off. Where is Jamie while all this is Oh, she's, uh, uh, she's doing a um, an opening of a new shaft uh, down in um, one of the I just, I'm slightly concerned that, that Jamie was going to be murder killed yes. at the opening of the shaft. And we're dithering about with, like, men in hazmat. Yes, yes, but uh, consider and- this. For a long time, people thought I was Jamie, which means <laughs> that mind chase was about me. Mm. We killed those guys. We're fine. <laughs> uh, we did it. High th- fives. All people, yeah, all people still think you're Jamie and somebody might come after you to kill you. 
well we, Jamie's not the only person that can look after herself we can look after Falcon Hoof as well it's obvious <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I, I would not like I, you know I, I'm a big fan of Jamie and I would not like her to be murderised uh, down in mm. section 26 <laughs> that would mean there would be no more books who guards the bodyguards mm. always an interesting question uh, Kevin Costner <laughs> I saw him in a play once uh, so, uh, section 23 is an abandoned mine site. Uh, you can see some old scaffolding around, some uh, minecart tracks running around the perimeter. Uh, there are piles of uh, discarded half rocks, half trees, uh, pickaxes, shovels, and various, you know, generic mining equipment. Uh, towards the centre of the cavern is a small subterranean lake filled with shimmering water. Uh, and uh, beside the water, you see a little tent with a do not cross tape in front of it. Uh, I cross. (laughs) Uh, You cross, and uh, you see a tall figure stood beside a campfire. Uh, She stares at your arrival and turns, and you notice that she is incredibly tall and quite muscular. Uh, She has uh, hair that is kind of like spiked up in various different directions that looks a little bit ridiculous. Um... And she seems to be wearing what look like monk's robes. Uh, and she looks down upon you with like, unfolds her, you know, rippling muscular arms in front of her and looks down at you and goes, Welcome, friends. Come, sit by the fire. I have made some tea. I assure you, it's the finest tea you'll find in this mine. Of course, it's likely the only tea you'll find in this mine. Nevertheless, it's fine. You really sold it. Are you gone? I'm gone, yes. You You have a very interesting haircut. Yes, I'm quite proud of it. It took me three hours this morning. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Right, that's us. We can go home now. (laughs) A halfling. Wow, this is a strange chance. Tell me, friend, uh, where do you come from? Just up the road, kind of. Ah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about what happened to your uh, little uh, village, uh, though that was several years ago. Um, but I believe that chance meetings like this do not come along very often. Destiny is such a strange thing, sending us down okay. paths we never imagined might open for us. Are you saying that chance meetings don't actually happen by chance? Well, quite. Uh, as this happens, uh, you see a familiar uh, face poking out of the tent. Uh, it is Professor Snark, who looks at you and goes, uh, Pay no attention to old Gorm, she reads too much philosophy. Not much call for that in this economy, eh? <laughs> ah, Tilda, Tilda, I thought you'd come. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, uh, this is Gorm, she's the union rep, she's uh, helping me organise the dig. Uh, uh, Gorm, this is Tilda, the halfling I was telling you about. Uh, yeah. Less than five foot tall, do you know? It's uh, <laughs> remarkable, isn't it? And Gorm says, Yes, I've seen halflings before, you know. They're not like a rare species. Well, I, I've, I've lived all my life in a, you know, a literal ivory tower and uh, don't get, don't, never really get out much, you know. <laughs> Sorry, my favourite part of Dungeons and Dragons is when the DM has to have a conversation with himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually three foot. Oh. That's good. Wait, you only have two feet. (laughs) Have you walked into something with that hat on? (laughs) I think you may have jarred your brain. 
I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it too. I'm not sure that you have a brain to jar. <laughs> I would, um, if this is an appropriate time, I'd like to canvas the union leader if possible. Okay, yeah. I just want to get a sort of like, I, I feel if she's a union rep, then mm. this is, you know, what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, so I say, Gorm, thank you for your, your hospitality here. I, I was wondering, you, there's an upcoming um, by election. Mm. Who would you be voting for? And more importantly, who would you be. Um, Encouraging your representatives to not so often, let me try that again. Who would who would you be encouraging that your representatives vote? No, nope, I've done that again. Members. What did you call what members? members that's yeah. it. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I feel that charisma rule. Let's try that again. Um, in the upcoming by election, who would you be voting for? And more importantly, who would you want your members to vote for? Uh, she steeples her fingers in front of her and says, Hmm, well, ordinarily we uh, are. You know, stable fable voters, as, as they say, but, uh, hmm, I've been a little uneasy. What with, um, Jamie Child standing and she having a, uh, connection to the, uh, mine owner, it might look a little bit like, um, corruption. I worry about that. Uh, I may have to stay neutral in the upcoming election, uh, which is always a disappointment. Would Jamie, just out of curiosity, um, would Jamie not standing um, change your decision in any way? Well, it might. Yeah, I would have to look at the, whoever the candidate was, but if you're running against uh, Sir Archibald Fletcher, I can't imagine that uh, it would be much worse than what he's been up to these last few years. And she looks a little disgruntled. Can you tell me more about that? Well... He's been far more interested in just buying up all the land. He's been buying up most of the land on which this uh, mine is built, uh, under which this mine is built, so that he can sweep up most of the profits. And, so is uh, he the mine owner? No, he's the landowner. The The mine is owned by uh, Haldar Childs. Uh, she's uh, the uh, cousin of uh, Jamie Childs, I believe. And, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Fletcher just... Um, Meat seems to always slink under the radar. He seems to just be out of reach of the law when it comes to, uh, well, things that should be illegal, I think. Is there any f- examples, tangible examples of things that should be illegal? Hmm. I feel like he's been, um, well, taking away a lot of regulations on the, uh, on the mines recently like it was his idea to allow the zero hour contracts that have uh, well made so many of my members hmm working hours cut to within an inch of their life um, and you indeed hear like a uh, a bell toll somewhere in the mine and uh, Gorm says oh, there we go another shift change uh, they're coming sooner and sooner every time it seems but uh hmm these are uh, if someone could get rid of those zero-hour contracts, we might have actual workers who get a decent living wage from this job. I completely understand, and you want to protect the, the job security of your members. Of course you do. Mm. Um, and incidentally, how many members, roughly, do you reckon you represent? Oh, uh, a good 3,000, I would say. Wow! <laughs> most of the people who work uh, in this mine, which is uh, most of the people in the city... 
But I don't understand. You're, you must have one of the largest unions in the nearby area. How come you have no clout? Well, hmm. It's a thing where, like, people are terrified of standing up against the owners because, well, they can so easily just fire us and replace us with someone else. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, living on the streets out there and, you know, they, they can just replace us really, really quickly with anyone they want. So unless we all band together all at once, then it, you know, it, nothing really gets done. And uh, I fear that a lot of people are just happy to go along and get along without causing too much trouble. We really need something big to sort of get people motivated to really act out again. Gorm, I completely understand what you're saying, and I hope to um, have this conversation again with you in the future when, hopefully, circumstances will have changed. Oh, that's incredibly cryptic. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think what the Honourable would-be member for this constituency is trying to say... Um, yes, but perhaps Jamie Childs is not the Fable Party's preferred candidate. Oh, no? Hmm, that's interesting. Well, there uh, might no, have I, been I... an administrative cock-up. Oh, now this think... is Now, this is strictly confidential information, oh. um, so please don't share this until the time is right. However, it does look as if Jamie Childs is maybe not the best candidate uh, for this upcoming election, and if that's the case, then... I would hope that um, someone, even right under your nose, would be able to. <laughs> uh, and, I give her a, and I give her a wink. Can uh, you make a charisma roll for me? I absolutely can. I'm feeling good about this one. Uh, 17. Yeah, I think she um, she smiles at you and uh, um, sort of claps you on the shoulder and says, Wow, you seem to be a, a rather smart young man. You seem to know what you're talking about. Uh, you, you, you're a traveller of some kind. You seem to have uh, wisdom beyond your years. Well, you know, some people use the word hero very loosely. These days. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, <laughs> however, that's what it says on my character sheet. So no, I don't see that. While um, uh, while you're having this conversation, uh, Tilda, uh, Professor Snark, uh, pulls you to one side and is like showing you the various things that. Uh, she- uh, they've been uh, digging up in the uh, archaeological dig uh, some like fragments of uh, pottery, uh, one of which holds the Im- image of a dragon uh, that is winking and giving a big thumbs up. And uh, Professor Snark is saying, Ha! Well, I see this is the. I believe this is a painting of the dragon Sean Hopkirk when it was killed. <laughs> the halfling hero who did the deed, uh, Munchkin McBig Breakfast, I believe was his name. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Sounds about right. I, I, I do wonder about that. I think it's. It's uh, kind of a, a legend, you know. Halflings are known for overactive imaginations. <laughs> Imagine a halfling killing a dragon. <laughs> what a ridiculous proposition. Uh, I killed a dragon. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you did. And he, like, uh, pats you on the I, head. I, I, I totally killed a dragon. Oi! Oi, Pelicos! <laughs> tell, tell Professor Snark I killed a dragon. Yes, Tilda killed a dragon. Uh, make a persuasion check. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Persuasion. You you can be quite bad at persuading people of the truth, though. Um, Nine. Okay. Uh, I think he... he, uh, Professor Snark just winks at you and goes, Oh, yes, she definitely killed a dragon. (laughs) Are you you her carer? Uh, (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Uh, to, no, no, no. Don't punch him. Don't punch him. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no, no, no. Kick him on the shin. Uh, Gorm at this point says, I think it's time we took a break, don't you? And Professor Knox sort of starts to argue, but uh, Gorm is like looming over them and he goes, Yes, of course. I'm you know, there. Professor Snark, you should probably, in your research, find out how many tall people have been murdered by halflings for 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 patronising them. <laughs> it's uh, quite a lot, uh, more than you think. Uh, Snark um, looks at you and goes, well, "Yes, of course." Uh, it's so. it's not a small number. <laughs> it's not a small number. <laughs> It's out of all proportion to our size. <laughs> uh, Gorm says to you, My apologies, friend halfling. Snark may have an abundance of knowledge of her subject, but she lacks wisdom. You, dear Tilda, you may have lived your life as an exile or a, an orphan, but uh, I would say that you house more heart than that rude old dust bucket. I like you. <laughs> I like your hair too. You have suffered a great loss, I sense. The wounds of the past have left you scarred, but scars may fade, and if you can learn from the past and not let it control you, then you shall be truly free. And behind you can see Professor Snark, like, pretending to be sick, like, <laughs> Come, there must be uh, a reason I for your... I don't need to be truly free, I just need to catch and execute the <laughs> bastards who destroyed my village, and then I'll be perfectly content. Hmm... Well, vengeance can be like drinking poison, and uh, you may not like the outcome of taking vengeance on what it does to yourself. It may also be like drinking delicious whiskey. (laughs) Well, I suppose this is an adventure that you will have to discover for yourself. But uh, I'm afraid I must uh, be going soon. I have a meeting with the uh, mine owner, uh, and uh, Miss uh, Jamie Charles, would you like to come and meet her? I hear she's a celebrity. Oh, I think Tilda's quite yes. a fan. Yes! Excellent. Uh, and uh, she uh, leads you out of uh, the cavern uh, and uh, back into uh, section 22. And uh, as you go past, Liz kind of like tries to hide behind her desk as Gorm goes past. Uh, but as she goes past, she looks at you and goes, her hair is stupid, isn't it? It's a bit it's really stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I just spent three hours on it this morning. You go into the uh, little conference room, uh, and uh, within you find a large round table, uh, little potted cactus uh, in the middle or something. Uh, the high-backed chairs carved from wood, and they're sort of intricately made with expert hands. Uh, you see a tall man with uh, slick black hair already sat at the head of the table. Uh, he gives you a massive grin that seems to almost like distort his face as he reaches out a hand towards you uh, to shake. Uh, I think he reaches out to Pelikos. Hello. Uh, he takes your hand and it's quite a clammy, sweaty and greasy hand. Uh, and as he breaks the handshake, he runs his hand through his hair and he says to you, Hello, I'm Peter Mortillo, Chariot HNT. Nice to meet you. Hello, Hi. I am Pelicos de la Rococo. Oh, are you indeed? <laughs> well, Wanda, what function do you play around here? Oh, I, uh, well, I, I, I defer to the union leader Gorm in this, uh, <clears throat> in this meeting. 
Mm, I'm here. Well. I'm here as a strictly impartial observer. Observers? I'm not a fan of observers of uh, confidential. Uh, but before he can um, finish his sentence, there's a fanfare. There's a blast of coloured light. The doors swing open, uh, and Jamie it. Child <laughs> steps in, beaming, wiping sweat off her brow, and she says, "Well." That's one mineshaft fully open and operational, all thanks to this legendary girl right here. I'm pointing at myself, obviously. Hey, Falk, you made it. How was the farmhouse? Hey! Sorry you couldn't come. It was... Oh, that's okay, that's okay. It was It was lovely. There's. I have never seen so much glitter in my life. Look at this. And I show her, like, underneath my sort of, like, winged arms <laughs> where, like, all the glitter has just matted onto the fur. So much glitter, Jamie! You should have seen the amount of glitter I had in my hotel room. Mr. Morgan first insisted that I stay in a luxury suite in the fanciest hotel in the city. It was kind of boring, though. I was all alone. Hey, have you met my cousin, Haldar Childs? And uh, you see a small man with sort of messy white hair standing behind her. He looks like exhausted. His face is lined and his back is bent and he gives you a little week's wave and goes, Hello, I'm the, uh, I'm the owner of the mines, Haldar Childs. was the woman. Uh, I may have got my... Earlier that she was a she. Oh, that, that's my mistake, sorry. Uh, right, I've, okay. I've got my pronouns mixed up. Uh... <laughs> And Gorm, are these people with you? And Gorm says, yes, they wanted to meet the uh, celebrity. Uh, You seem to already know each other? Uh, Jamie says, yeah, these are the cool guys who are helping me with my campaign. Jamie Child said I was cool. Oh my god, I'm just going to die in a little puddle of fandom. Uh, another person walks in and you recognise the Right Honourable Sir Fletcher MP and along with uh, a large ogre in a suit uh, with a sort of earpiece and uh, he looks over at you and Jamie and uh, chuckles before shaking hands with Haldar and then with uh, uh, Mr Mortillo uh, and um, Haldar says okay oh sorry um uh, can we get down to business? Okay, I need to uh, lay out the current uh, financial situation. I'll be completely honest; it's uh, well, it's, it's not ideal. Sorry, I haven't had much sleep recently. Uh, mine productivity has been up in the last quarter, and uh, it's been going up for years. Uh, however, outgoings have also increased. The uh, cleanup efforts in Section Twenty Eight are quite a uh, drain on our resources I have to say and uh, Mr. Mortillo says "Uh, it's an essential one I think you'll find my good Haldar yes yes thank you Peter we get into that cost of labour is another issue Uh, since you have such a vast workforce our budget paying wages is tremendous Uh, Uh, how much is the clean up in section 28 costing you per year Oh, per year, it's uh, well, a couple of million, I think it was, last time I, I looked. You'll have to talk to our accountants. Uh, and uh, the the uh, Mortillo goes, uh, no, no, no need for that right now, I don't think. Uh, um, I have a question. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Um, you mentioned the massive staffing costs. Mm-hmm. How much, precisely? Well, there's uh, 
about 3,000 people employed here, and, uh... Right. Uh, everyone gets about, um... 20 copper pieces per shift. So, you know, that uh, works out to whatever that works out to. I'll have to do the maths on that. <laughs> okay, so, so that's 20 copper pieces per hour. Yes, yes. Three how many, how many hours does everybody work a week? Uh, well, it ranges from one to five, I think, something like that. So it's, that's not it's a lot. I know, I know. It's not the ideal situation, but with so much automation going on in the city, I thought it was my duty to give people work again, and uh, this was the only way I could make sure but everybody had how, a job. How could your employees... Uh, I, I, I feel that like wanting to provide full employment is commendable, but how can your employees actually survive the ones that are only on like twenty gold piece, twenty copper pieces a week? I know it's not ideal, but uh, what, what am I supposed to do? How how can they eat? Can I um can I roll a perception check just to see if uh, Haldar's being sincere? Yeah, cool. Uh, um, okay, right, right, right bollocks. Uh, <laughs> that's a three. Okay, he seems sincere to you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, jolly good. <laughs> um, uh, surely, surely, Haldo. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, you know, like I said, your your dedication to full employment is commendable. But surely, if your employees can't afford to feed themselves, they're not going to be as productive as they would be if you were paying them enough money to enable them to eat and pay their rent and things. But where am I going to get that kind of money for? It's not like it, well, if your pardon, grows on trees. There's just oh. no money coming through this mine at all. Um, and he looks kind of close to tears. Might be surprised, actually. Uh, Mr. Mortillo gives you a glare. Have you spoken to the accountants recently? Because it seems like there's an awful lot of money coming through Section 28, which is being... Ahem, 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 You've got a terrible ahem. cough, dear. Would you like some whiskey? I am sure that we don't know anything about the confidential accounts that we haven't seen. <laughs> we don't know anything about the confidential accounts. A very nice accountant would get into a lot of I trouble for. I strongly suggest that you talk to your nice accountant. Exposed her. Uh, Falconhoof, can you make a deception check? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that is a non-natural 20. Okay. Uh, I think Haldar nods, uh, but Mr. Mortillo is, like, absolutely glaring at Tilda <laughs> with, like, his, like, glaring daggers. Are uh, you all right? You've got awfully red. You look like a side of gammon. Well, I don't appreciate having accusations thrown against me oh, and my Oh, it's not an accusation. Company. I mean, I just thought that maybe you didn't know. I'm sorry, what know were you what? accusing you of? I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying that I think that maybe a number has gone wrong somewhere. Maybe a minus when it should have been a plus or plus when it should have been a minus. And some somebody's made a terrible, terrible mistake. Not the lovely accountant, because she obviously is <laughs> a genius uh, with numbers to be able to keep this mind going, despite the fact that the numbers are wrong. But somebody somewhere along the line has obviously made a terrible error, and it means that your workforce is suffering for it. And that's very unjust. Make I, I have a question, just in a sort of operational uh, capacity. Section twenty-eight, the cleanup that's going on in there—it seems to have been going on for a while now. Yes, uh, about twenty-something uh, years, I think. 
I mean, that that is qu- quite a clean-up. I mean, sh- I, surely you would have cleaned up by now. Uh, Mr. Mortilla says, How dare you? You you seem to... Uh, you seem to think you can just come in here and uh, and, 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 and make accusations and uh, make uh, aspersions against my people. I won't stand for it, you know. No, you're I, sitting I think down. You throw these disgraceful people out. They have no evidence. They have no. They have no cause to make these accusations. Well, perhaps, Mister Mortillo, you would like to come down to Section Twenty Eight with us, so you can show us what, exactly what's going on. And- how the cleanup is progressing because it seems, uh, yeah, like I say, it seems a method of concern that it's taken 28 years to clean up and it still isn't clean. There may, there may be some kind of leak down there. Some kind of thaumatological leak. You, you, I, I, I'm not going to let Riff Raff come into Section 28, you disgraceful people. And uh, Jamie says, Hey, Falk's my best friend. You can't talk to him and my team like that. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Sir <laughs> uh, yes. Fletcher kind of is uh, leaning back in his chair and he goes, "Now, now, let's not be taste. Let's not be hasty. Tell me, little let's people. Let's not be tasty. Let's not be tasty either. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what are you basing your uh, suspicions on? I, as far as I can see, a chariot HNT are a completely legitimate company. They've uh, not done anything out of the ordinary. Everything's if, if, completely. It seems ordinary. like they haven't done anything at all. No. to be honest, <laughs> they appear to have been sitting on their asses looking at magic oozing through the bottom of the mine for twenty odd years. Um, I just, if HNT, whatever they are, uh, are a legitimate and and reputable company, then they won't mind submitting to outside inspection. Uh, yeah, they have nothing to hide. They transparency to and accountability. I think that's not uh, a big thing to ask for. Can you roll a persuasion? Uh, Falconhoof and Tilda, I think you've been taking the most of this. Uh, not feeling very persuasive. Mm, that is a nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Devon. Okay. Um, I think Haldar says, hmm, you say this, but... Uh, it's not, why should I be so suspicious of these people who've worked alongside us for 20-something years? I mean, uh, I mean, yes, they don't get along tremendously with the miners, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable um, operation that's going on. Do you have any proof that uh, they're not doing, that they're doing something untoward? I, I would just like to see that that there isn't a bigger problem here that may result in you needing additional staff to come in to sort out the problem, the leak or whatever it is. Because, you know, clearly if they've been doing this for 20 years and they haven't finished yet, maybe they need outside help. Uh, I'm sure that the mine would be far more productive if Section 28 could be cleared and actually brought back into use, which would then provide more employment for the people of the town. That's, uh, yes. that's a very good yes. point. O- Overs- an excellent point, Tilda. Yes, yeah. Overs- and- oversight leads to productivity. Yes. <laughs> I would also, just on the subject of proof there, um, something I forgot about. We were viciously attacked when we came into this mine today. Ooh, yes, I you had were. forgotten about that too, yes. It was quite vicious. There was an explosion. And, and faculty can fly. <laughs> and, I, and I can fly. Um... I fly a wee bit just to show off. Flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, make a performance roll. <laughs> I was really hoping you would say that. 
Uh, right, excellent. Okay, so I lost that persuasion roll, but I got natural 20 on <laughs> flying. Uh, I think Haldar look, kind of perks up at your performance. And, excellent uh, acrobatics. Yes. Um, you know what? I think we should go and have a look at section 28. And uh, Mr. Mortillo says, it's too dangerous, the leak. You, you could all get hurt. Uh, oh, but we can wear those hazmat suits that I've really been wanting to wear for this entire journey. Uh, yes. Falk's got a great point. They look super snazzy. Don't think they're coming glittery. I can add more glitter. All right. Uh, thank you for volunteering, uh, Miss Childs, uh, and uh, Falcon Hoof, and uh, the, the rest of you. Uh, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Archibald Fletcher, would you like to accompany us to Section 28? Oh, yes. And, uh, Join us. He looks I at would, you I, I would also like to come back to the fact that we were attacked in this mine, but we can come to that later. Hmm. Uh, Sir Fletcher looks at you all, and uh, he smiles quite um, worryingly and says, Yes, I think it would be wonderful if we took a closer look at Section 28. campaign trail was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dareth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicost Lavarius, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. Falcon Hoof was played by Chris Beatty. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. Additional music credits are in the episode description. You can follow the campaign trail at thecampaigntrail.co.uk, on Twitter at thecampaigncast, on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast, and at soundcloud.com forward slash joel-corner. That's J-O-E-L hyphen C-O-R-N-A-H. And at joelcorner.com. In next week's episode, a conspiracy is unmasked, and the team will have to face the ghosts of their past. Until then, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. <laughs>